Hello and welcome to the Global Custodian Podcast. Now, uh, we've been talking a little bit about how it hasn't got a name yet, but John, I believe there might be some updates in that area? No, no, no. None at all? Okay, well, no name yet, but soon, I'm sure. Uh, Please do send in your ideas on on that. Uh, I'm John Bakey, I'm Head of Digital at Global Custodian, and uh, I'm joined today by John Watkins, Editor of Global Custodian and our staff writer, Paul Walsh, and we've also got a very special guest today, uh, Graham Ray, Global Head of Product Management for Investor Services at Deutsche Bank. Welcome, Graham. Thank you very much, Robin. Uh, now, second appearance on the podcast. Second yeah. appearance. I was yeah. going to say we asked Alan Cameron uh, if, if he'd been on the podcast. He hadn't. He hadn't even listened to us. So, <laughs> but but Graham's familiar with it, so that's so you that's must good. Have listen to a cable then, at least. Most definitely. Yeah. Always for iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good luck. Excellent. Um, okay. Well, uh, I'm going to pass on to uh, Paul first. He's going to give us a little bit of a, a roundup of all the latest news this week. Thank you, John. Um, in the news of custody this week, asset managers have been told they must take initiative and embrace blockchain technology, according to a new report from JP Morgan and Oliver Wyman. Uh, the report suggests that the asset management community has historically taken a more passive approach to technology, which has left it having to make up ground in the future, and they're worrying the same trend with blockchain might occur in the future. The Johannesburg Stock Exchange has successfully launched a short settlement cycle, commonly known as T plus three. Uh, the European Commission's Jonathan Hale has made his final speech in Brussels yesterday, criticising complex and backward-looking legislation, and he's encouraged people to be brave enough not to regulate. And a wave of partnerships among sub-custodians could be on the horizon as two-tier organisations look to overcome industry headwinds, according to Commerce Bank's Head of Market Services and GC legend Rob Scott. New GC legend. New GC legend. Yes, our newest inductee into mm-hmm. the GC Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. so... Uh, feel free to check out his profile on the website. So personally, pass my congratulations on to Rob as well for becoming a legend of GC. And uh, any, any uh, views on the, the news, Graham? Any, um, look, actually, actually, some of those words that are, are being used there in the introduction are very, uh, very keen to me to pick up on. Um, we talk about asset managers and we talk about passive approach. You know, we link that to some of the infrastructure changes we've seen over the last year, particularly the target two securities. And then we look across segments and we say, how have client segments been active in that space? So I really do think that that word, a choice of word there is very prevalent how we look forward in this in this industry. Also, when we picked up on there on, on blockchain, blockchain, I'm sure we'll spend some time on that as we talk today. But again, I think, you know, you start to link all of this, whether it's active, whether it's digital, whether it's data, whether it's new generation of people. Uh, and really, for me, keeps on bringing into into custody how we're going through this massive transition of opening our mind to how we need to operate in the future to still survive, to be competitive, and to also to to really evolve what this product is that's been around for many many years, like many of the different products in the financial industry. Paul, you weren't the first one today to mention T2S and blockchain. How do you no, I feel that somebody has stolen my thunder. <laughs> <laughs> Beyond T2S and blockchain, I don't know what else I would write about. So, uh, thank you, Graham. You've, uh, you've usurped me. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and building on some of those points, I mean, a couple of things we wanted to talk about today was, was um, yeah, firstly, to start with collaboration. Is this something that, well, we hear a lot about from Swift, and uh, it was very much in our faces at the Singapore Cybos conference last year where they had a life-size collaboration word stretched across the <laughs> exhibition floor. So, um, Thanks for a good photo op, right? It was, yeah. We did get one inside the eye, didn't we? Yes. So, um, <laughs> Pokemon, <laughs> 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 
Custodemon. <laughs> okay, maybe not. <laughs> uh, so anyway, back to uh, back to the original point. Yeah, is it what kind of parts of the industry do you think we could likely see collaboration on? Uh, yeah, in the, in the near future. Yeah, absolutely. Look, there's there's a lot of talk, and, and let's be quite frank: collaboration, partnership working collectively it's been topics that have been around for a number of years right and people within the industry or institutions within the industry are dealing with them in very different ways and I think you have to segment the industry and you have to really look at the, the trading dynamic and you have to find is there opportunities there for collaboration you know is interoperability really collaboration you then come into the post trade obviously where we're very much focusing and you know of course uh, I, I talk um, actively and, and very positively of how Deutsche Bank collaborates but let's just step back from that for the moment and think about where are those collaboration opportunities mm-hmm. they're normally in spaces where you can share the data in a very open and transparent manner and that I think is what's really allowing us now to start thinking about how do we look at products for the future um, so actually collaboration for me is ensuring that you pick the point of information that you can actively share, which then brings you back to architecture. You need to have a very open architecture to do it. And obviously you need to find ways that it doesn't have any proprietary information. I think that's been the massive hurdle with collaboration, that every point post-trade that you touch, at some point there is an element of differentiation in an organisation. There's, you know, we heard at NEMA, liability, management of liabilities. We're very different in every organisation how we manage liabilities. So, you have, to, you have to identify what you can collaborate on and then you have to look at the value of how that collaboration can go to market. I think some of the infrastructure changes and regulation are enforcing us to collaborate more because, quite frankly, the level of investment that we need in the custody portfolio, looking across both the global custodial dynamics, the sub-custody dynamics, are extensive. So we have to find new ways to find partnerships or collaborate both in our own companies you know, across different divisions mm-hmm. in the organisations that maybe historically we have competed with or even in the infrastructure, you know, bringing, as we did at Deutsche Bank, bringing a CSD, a sub-custodian together to find a solution for a client. Um, you know, collaboration is a very easily used word, but at the end of it, it really means you have to have an openness to want to work collectively together. Yeah. And for me, some of that then links back to, um, and maybe we'll touch on that a little bit later, on people. The mindset of people and the generations of people that we now have within our organisations, whether they be at the, sort of the sales di- uh, dimension, whether they be in the product management dimensions, are a thought process quite open-minded on how they want to, how they want to find a, a product and an offering and a solution for, for a provider. So the, obviously the conversations have been going on, you know, the, the word collaboration has been thrown around a, a lot and, and you're saying that um, you know, there might be opportunities to, to talk to people you normally compete with, uh, but you know, how do you see it kind of moving forward now? I mean, do, do, do we need more, um, you know, is, is the talk at conferences and, and events actually helping or do, how, how does it come, you know, we take active steps as, as the industry to start seeing those partnerships come together? Look, definitely. I think at the end of the day, the conferences, publications like yourself facilitate discussion that everyone reads into. You only have to look at NEMA this year on the um, on the due diligence questionnaire. That's a form of collaboration in the industry. And you only have to go back probably two years ago 
and actually that as a topic was okay it was on, on discussion but it wasn't at the forefront of people's minds um, so I think you can see the definite transition in, in the industry to try and find ways that we can collaborate my point I keep on bringing back to it though is you have to find what is achievable right and again collaboration is just a word and, and I don't start segmenting on these tiers may collaborate, these tiers, you know, a challenge to collaborate. At the end of the day, we all have pressures. We have macro pressures, which are obviously driven by external forces. We have compression pressures, which are driven by our own institutions. And then we have a willingness to want to do more under a regulatory environment that is very burdening from an investment portfolio. So it's being pragmatic in what you can collaborate on, which again comes back to due diligence is a prime example, some of the utility structures that are being set up for KYC. Again, they go to a point where they don't touch on liabilities and, and exposure of maybe uh, of that element of data. But it's about having an open mind. And I do think you'll see a lot more solution, product solutions being delivered in a collaborative uh, manner than historically you've seen in the custody space. Okay. Uh, and now just moving on to another point, and that was kind of changes in the custody model. We... Uh, we had the GC Leaders event the other week and there was very much a theme of uh, you can't, people, you can no longer be kind of all things to all, all men. So, you know, what, what are the changes you're seeing and what, maybe where do you see it going in the next few years? Absolutely. So, look, um, and it's interesting for me because my background came from being very much in a front office environment of a trading environment, right, where when I break that down, it was all about speed of data. That's what's happening to custody. Custody no longer can be, yes, we use a common mechanism of SWIFT to provide data to each other. Custody now is really about real-time data. Whether that's driven again by infrastructure changes and the importance of the cash asset on the securities asset. But the custody world is, is going through an evolution of, I need to get that data to the point I need to get it ASAP for someone to make a decision. And that decision dynamic is very different, whether you're at the sub-custodial level where we are, and people want their data to look at how can they mobilise their collateral, how can they look at the efficiencies to maybe mitigate some of their liquidity demands, so cash drivers, stock drivers, versus maybe asset management and investment management community as you push that data back up the, uh, the, the chain, who really have then got investment decisions to make. So we're definitely going through a, a change in having to look at the way we provide that data, so the mechanisms, the open architectures, the sort of uh, reporting tools that we use, as well as optionality. Right? Historically, I, I very much feel in custody world, we went out to the market as providers of data to, to, to clients, and, and we gave them what we believed was their best product or their most optimal product. Where now, the market and, and many of, uh, of my peers across the industry, we go out and we listen to the market. We listen to what the problems are, we understand the, the institutions and, and the challenges they have, then we try and find the solution. So you're now coming back to that open mindset, understanding the problem, looking at how you can provide value, and then coming back to the solution, which may not be, back to our collaboration discussion, something that you have in your own toolbox, something you maybe need to look wider upon. So uh, you're, you're gonna continue, continue to see that change of, of optionality of account structures, you're going to continue to see the, the demands about getting data into institutions ASAP. Um, and actually that word that was used by many people a long time ago about sticky business 
of, uh, of the, the transaction bank and custody will just keep on uh, getting exasperated even greater because that data and that time of data, particularly with digital and such, such uh, important, is paramount in the custody space today. And that word data seems to come up when you know, we're talking about collaboration and the change of the model with the demands there. Yeah, increasing all the time for you from clients. Exactly, you know, and both from both sides of the coin. You know, when you're providing a service to a client, you need the, the element of data in your at your hands on your screen ASAP to really look at the different segments, whether it be the clearing, whether it be the settlement, and even whether it be the asset servicing space. You know, the financial implications of not having that data to hand to, to take actions is, is paramount. But I go back to the, the comments we were just talking about there. You know, the data now of securities is used to make decisions. How do I fund that account in the most optimal way? Particularly in the European landscape. Um, obviously, in the, in the global perspective, the decision about making some FX choices of when do I, um, when do I take currencies back to my domiciled location. But also collateral. You know, these squeezes of, of regulations, of pressures upon the, the industry, are meaning that collateral needs to be used. So, you know, ways of using excess positions in, in accounts it is very much a focal point now to many different institutions. So if you can't get that data to them, they can't take that decision, then things like T2S where you have that open window are of no use. Things like where you squeeze markets into a T plus two environment or the exciting news we heard earlier of a T plus three environment <laughs> uh, mean that you can't use that collateral in, in a most optimal and effective manner. T2S there, we're actually about to publish a story this morning about some of the testing issues that have happened over the weekend and you know, we'd like to get you your take on, yeah, obviously we, at the GC Leaders event the other week, Marcus Reutemann said it was a project of excuses and then failed promises, so yeah, with all the delays and um, you know, questions around it, it comes under a bit of a bit of stick. But you know, what's what's, what's kind of the latest? Do you buy into any of the issues with the uh, the testing? Does that actually make um, any kind of long term? You know, does it cause any long term issues, or is it still looking on track? Do you think? So look, let's answer the punch line question straight away. <laughs> from from our perspective, it definitely still looks on track. Yeah. Um, you know, community testing is obviously had a challenge, right? Which is now very much circulating in the market of where where particularly was that problem? Um, again, I think we're going to come back to data because we're going to come back to probably volume of, of information. It's not for me to surmise where that that challenge was, but the one thing I will comment on is these windows for testing are there to iron out the problems. We're talking about a wave where when you talk about the percentage of volume that's going to go onto the system, it's going to be tremendous and it's going to be, you know, even from looking at our own portfolio at Deutsche Bank, at, at the German market, uh, compared to many of the other markets of size and, and scale, it, it's very extensive. So it doesn't concern me that these windows are, are having the challenges. That the point of the matter is the same as we saw through, through wave one and others, let's be open and identify exactly where the problem is. So if the problem has been driven around by the volume of information that's going in, and remembering we are in these windows, we are migrating over legacy and then we're going into a sort of environment of BAU. So you have to really step back and say, okay, if that challenge is in the bringing the data on first, that's a very different dynamic than actually when we get up and running and, and we're in a BAU environment. Um, so I'm, I'm not concerned, I mean, uh, we, we've, we've seen 
with both the help of, of industry associations like Academy and such like, that the market and industry has become very open to discuss them. Um, you know, and, and, and fairly probably publicly talk about where the challenge was and how it's going to be rectified. So we have a, a long enough window to, to think about how do we rectify via the problem. My sense is it will again be uh, will be volume driven uh, from a migration perspective and wanting to overcome it. Um, interesting, you bring up Marcus's comment again. Look, as an industry, we read about publications, we read about people's thought processes. You know, is the industry seeing the benefits? Is the region, is Europe seeing the benefits that it can it can voice out to Americas and, and Asia? And I think we have to we have to listen to the common thing that's come from all of us uh, at the Deutsche Bank is that we're in the midst of that journey, right? We're in the midst of delivering a program that was from wave one to wave four, so A to Z, and we're halfway through. So certain institutions, as I know you discussed at the round table yesterday, are seeing some value in that already. Um, maybe that's from the provider perspective as well as from the buyer perspective. But there's no denying that the industry has got an open mind now via T2S as an enablement to look at the types of account structures that are gonna be used obviously complements and regulations, the ways that they're going to manage the cash, the ways that you're going to collaborate and partner to provide solutions, whether it be in the collateral space, whether it be in the, um, you know, the client space with, with, our, with our mandates. It's really had a, a tremendous and, and monumental shift of mindset. So ultimately, I think when we, when we end this and we will reflect on it, we'll be talking positively that we've had a, a beneficial change. We'll probably be questioning well, we would never make that period of change to be so long again, and maybe that's the lesson we've got to learn, right? And we'll learn that through the technology that we, uh, I'm sure, we embed in the future on this custody block. Okay. Okay. Thanks very much for that. Um, guys, any other points? Any other plugs for GC? I know I've got some, so I'm just. I, yeah, I, I can see GC plugs on uh, on my list here. I, th I think probably just one thing that sort of comes to my mind on T2S is it's very easy to kind of to criticise things but I mean any project of that level of complexity and, and you know with such huge broad coverage and ramifications is inevitably going to to have some issues and if you don't run into those issues now when you're testing it then you inevitably just run into them when you've gone live and that's surely worse yeah yeah and actually it's great that we are being open about it mm. instead of trying to hide it from an industry, which actually we're hiding it from a world, right? Everyone is looking yeah. from the regions at, at how successful this is. So let's be open, let's be honest, let's find the resolution to it collectively. Maybe that's the collaboration yeah. and then let's deliver it because ultimately Europe uh, Europe will, will benefit and then and will benefit from a global perspective of uh, investment. It's being that openness kind of sticks with the project as a whole because when it first started in 2006 the talk was harmonisation so now even when it's kind of coming across with challenges you still need to be open and sort of honest with everybody because that was the whole nature of the project. Absolutely, I love that comment about yeah. you know challenging it, we still hear and we heard even at the, the leaders panel right, a few perspectives, different perspectives on the, the benefits of it. Um, I keep on saying as I, as I go through the journey of time to securities, the headline of anything in our industry is what we all look at. Well, the headline of a GC article is what we look at. You've got to go beyond it. You've got to look at the content, which is why now the market recognises that actually the way they use the cash or the way they use the securities is more powerful than the headline, which was the fee reduction or, or so on and so forth. So. Yeah, take the challenges on and go past the headline and then you get to the positivities and, uh, and let's deliver, let's collectively deliver it. Okay. 
Well, I'm going to let you do your uh, your plugs now. Well, Graham started one of them with me. Because uh, the, the Deutsche Bank T2S Roundtable will soon be up on uh, Global Custodian to see. And that'll be in video format, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, we also have videos from uh, the GC Leaders event on the site at the moment. Uh, also live on the website is the Women in Hedge Fund Operations Survey, which uh, we close in about two weeks now. So make sure you fill that out. Uh, and finally, the summer issue should be landed on desks or should have landed on desks already. But uh, if you haven't got yours yet, then let us know. It, it should be live on the website as well, very yes. soon. So, yeah. 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 Headlined by our Rise of the Millennials feature, which um, has been very popular on the website this week as well. Yeah, 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 using uh, some, some very flash new uh, digital magazine technology. So uh, I'd really urge anybody to, to check that out because uh, it's quite a... A departure from from the usual wall of text that you might see on uh, on websites <laughs> of uh, of yesteryear. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so that's all my all my plugging done. Okay, excellent. Well, um, that's all we've got time for today. So I'd just like to thank John, Paul, and Graham, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks. Thank you.